So, let me tell you something that you should have already realized by now about this fucking show you're listening to. This shit is supposed to be for mature audiences. As in grown-ups, mentally mature. It's supposed to talk about adult subjects in an adult frame of mind. It's not fucking that at all. This is two emotionally regressed, broken half-wits pretending to offer insight on movies. All they really offer you is an endless sexual perversion and a laundry list of personal paraphilia issues. You can make your own choices in life, but you have to choose this as entertainment. You know you're better than this. You have to know you are better than listening to Cinema Psyops.
Welcome to the 342nd consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that keeps shifting things around to make March Mate or May Mate happen for you, and very pissed off about this happening right now on the brink of civilization completely collapsing is my co-host, Matt. I picked the wrong week to stop doing methamphetamines. <laughs> I picked the wrong week to stop covering good movies on this podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Long story short, the reason why we have March of Matea again this year is because I have set us up if we survive long enough to make this happen. I have good set, fucking luck. Yeah, I have set us up to be doing a head-to-head full franchise fest to close out year seven, the likes of which we've only slightly hinted at before. We set right. this up in year six when we did a TCM, Phantasm, compare and contrast sort of double franchise back to back, right? Yeah. This one is actually going to be more of a versus because this is actually two franchises that merge into a versus. And we're going to do every movie in the original lineup of both of those franchises <laughs> from God, the original think... makers from its country of origin, I should say. Its country What is it? <laughs> I mean, fuck it. I might as well give people something to look forward to and or dread not happening I mean, when civilization because this collapses. going to be a long month. Yeah, March Matei, it's going to be real fucking long if movie one is any indication, my man. You're not wrong. If it's any indication, we are in a lot of trouble. The man directed 55 films in his lifetime, and we have covered nearly half already. Oh, man. What's going to happen when we don't have any more Matei movies to do? We stopped doing Matei movies. Oh, God. So we're getting to the Joy. point, and I, I actually, I was going to bring this up too for housekeeping, and we're kind of like teasing everybody and edging them a little bit. What's the franchise? What's the verses, guys? We don't want to talk about that yet. We want to talk about May Matei and, and March Matei and bitch about having to do Matei. Every year I tell myself, you know, maybe this is the last year I'm going to do this. And then every fucking year year i find enough to fill one more month every fucking year you find another way to make my life a living fucking hell for an entire month and every fucking year our audience loves this shit they love to hear us complain about matei and his ineptitude what did we we ever do to our audience i don't think it's i I don't think it's that i I think it's it's just people love bad movies to the point where they love to hear us bellyache about how bad this really is because i was gonna say what did we ever do to them besides make the show that they now listen to and have to hear our voices so then I actually kind of get it. I get it. I understand. I'd be, I'm the same. I'd be the same way. I yeah. get it. I get it now. I, it's I, fine. I think that us suffering through Matei films so they don't have to is like a cathartic thing for them, perhaps. I, I don't know. But, you know, one person's kink is to hear how much we hate it, then actually watch the Matei movie themselves just to have that sort of, you know, awfulness upon them as well. Yeah. Knowing full well what they're about to be in store while they sobbing yeah. and masturbate watching they it. They literally, yes. l- yeah, they literally listen to us and then go watch the movie and that's their kink and you know what i'm not going to shame them for it you guys do you yeah as long as you're not hurting anybody else and whoever else is involved is all with consent i mean yeah sure why not yeah maybe it's maybe some of our listeners is their date night you know they listen to us get in the mood I should tell everybody what the verses is, right? Like, everybody should know, right? Yeah, I think everybody... I want to know. I don't even know. You, you've you <laughs> seen the schedule. You fucking know. You're just pretending like you don't know. Or you forgot. That's what it is, more than likely. No, why? Okay, well, okay. Uh, thankfully, you saved it. I was about to say, don't break the illusion, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yes. Let's not break the illusion of our very obviously faked podcast of us playing amped up characters of ourselves, which are basically just us. Well, yeah, you're just giving away the store at this point. I mean, geez, man, keep some kayfabe alive in the world. Jesus Christ. All I'm, all I'm the business. All I'm fucking saying is, man, like I'm at the point now where I'm starting to wonder maybe the world is possibly going to end. So I'm switching back into the 80s court mode. Like I lived uh, through this shit once already and I'm yeah. already at the point now where I'm like, I guess nothing really fucking matters. So what's the matter? Well, as, I think we're as close as we've been since the last time, since I think 83, 84. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, this is what it felt like at that time when I was a kid. Absolutely. I, I, won't, be su- I won't be surprised if Putin detonates a nuke over the sea just to, as a show of power. <laughs> All right, we need to step away from this because you're going right. to sucker me into it and I know how that ends up working. <laughs> But the versus thing is just going to have to wait just a little bit longer. <laughs> they got to be pissed now, right? They have to be. Yeah, right? I mean, they are just like, we are like, hey, they should know what the versus is. Yeah, then we get on a whole other topic. And now they're just like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> well, first of all, uh, the witch gave me some feedback when we were talking about fade to black. I was supposed to do this last week, but I forgot about it because I got sidetracked uh-huh. by how pissed I got about you talking about the Ukraine and how scared I was about the Ukraine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, uh, witch reaches out to me and says, uh, hey, mate, fade to black, the killing... Uh, the wheelchair-bound ant scene and the clothing at the funeral are all based on Richard Widmark's character, Tommy Udo, don't know the pronunciation on that, from Kiss of Death. Ah. So Cody's Jarrett in White Heat is more him being the uh, you-can't-kill-me-at-the-very-end, but the Richard Widmark character of Tommy Udo is the one who apparently murders his aunt in Kiss of Death and then does the, the way he's dressed in the funeral afterwards and everything. So that's where that reference is. And I let Witch know that I was grateful for the correction because I definitely asked for it and I wanted to make sure that the listeners got the most accurate information that is absolutely possible. Why is that, Matt? Because I feel like when your voice is amplifying misinformation, you are directly responsible for the misinformation you amplify, which is why I try to only talk movies. Because the worst damage I can do is tell you that something was not representing what it was representing. So therefore, not White Heat, folks, but Richard Widmark's character, Tom Hudo, in Kiss of Death. That was a long way around for that, but good job. <laughs> should I got there or should I not tell them the verses now Matt I, I think we know. gotta tell them the verses now and I won't say anything everyone let's tell them the verses now because I think they're at a fever pitch and if we don't do it now and if you're like ah you guys gotta wait till after March Matei they honestly may kill us okay I don't know how my pronunciation is going to be so I would like to apologize in advance I already said country of origin so obviously we are traveling to Japan and we are going to do a Sadako versus Kaeko. We are going the Ring series from the original Japanese all the way through them and then we're going to go through the Grudge series the original Japanese series uh, with all of its various remakes and everything that was done over there. We're not doing the American remake films on this one. I was going to try and sandwich them in. How many rings are there? There's a shitload. But the thing is, yeah, we're starting like the end of April, okay? And it's going to carry us out until the end of the fiscal year for Cinema PsyOps. There is a lot of both of those movies. We're we're, going to start in April. Yeah. It's going to carry us through the summer? It's going to carry us through our year repeating in August where it started, yeah. Yeah, holy fuck. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. There's a shitload of them. And according to Witch, because I already kind of spilled the tea to him since Uh he was so nice to give us that correction. According to the Witch, it gets significantly bad at the end. Well, I'm sure you can't... Too much of anything is going to get significantly bad at the end. Right. And again, like I said, I was planning on doing the American remakes of both The Grudge and The Ring as well, which is going to put us up to like six more fucking movies. And then I thought to myself, nah, I'd rather do Jallo January. Matt 
deserves it. So yeah, that's right. that's where the shift in schedule came from. I dropped those six so we could do Giallo January. That's nice. Well, I mean, there's only one American Ring movie, right? No, there's three of them. There was more after the first one. Yeah, there there was a remake, then there was a direct sequel to the remake, and then ages later they did Rings, which was like a twenty aughts uh, reboot of the franchise. <laughs> there's like three or four fucking grudge films that were made in America too. I knew there were a lot of grudge films, but I didn't know anything about the Ring movies until I, I knew of one. I watched one. And uh-huh. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that you have seen that. So that's what we're going to be doing Ringo or the Ringu series uh, and all the various offshoots of that. And we are going to do the grudge or Juon or the Juon series and the, uh, <laughs> the various offshoots of that, but all of them featured specifically in Japan and their attempts at reboots and all of that kind of stuff. We're going to focus there just because uh-huh. they're different series, even though some of it does bleed over into the American versions. It's, I have nothing against the American remakes of any of them really or really any of the sequels i was planning on covering it i just would have rather done giallo january and uh i think we're all grateful for that (laughs) until we have to go through like sadako versus kaiko and sadako 3d and like all the really later ones that apparently get really really bad awesome (laughs) i said we were having some heavy hitters in fucking genre this this year and we definitely have already but uh that's that was my uh my decision to how we're going to close out this year because you are completely unfamiliar with japanese horror Um, that is very true and i figured the best way to drop you into it is kind of the way that a lot of folks in my age group particularly in america got dropped into japanese horror and that was by having ringu like just thrust upon us <laughs> by uh, Fangoria and stuff and us reading about it but not being able to get any of these fucking movies and hoping someday we could get a Laserdisc import you know that somebody could fan sub for us that we could then have a dub of yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> begging for it pleading for it wishing something like this would happen and now you get to see like a Blu-ray fucking transfer of it from the box set so there you go oh there you go oh, that's nice <laughs> we're all having fun here Jesus Christ well we'd like to be but everybody is fucking bored as shit and let's move on to what we're actually trying to dread talking about i think we should probably call it apache kid although the title we watched it under was white apache uh yeah i was about to say even even the title of the movie is offensive white apache yeah fuck yeah. Uh, as you were saying, when the pre-recording was rolling, uh, the movie yeah. definitely seems to try and want to have its heart in the right place. But uh, Claudio Fergasi and uh, Bruno Mattei, who worked on this together, are yeah. far too fucking clueless to know how to put their heart in the right place when they're trying. Uh, but I will also give them a little bit of credit. They they While they played it up and it was very sensationalist, very, uh, uh, very Mattei-ish, um, I can at least say this too. It was, the movie was made in a different time where the things they were doing were more widely acceptable B- before you mean 1987 yeah i mean still though back in 1987 more of what they were doing here at least it's the bad guys building this up now yes they give the uh indigenous people those those bullshit uh, i mean if you're gonna have them speak our language anyway just have them like speak normally don't fucking make them do that fucking speech that they you know hollywood made fame for indigenous people. You okay. Know? All right. Let's let's back up from the overt, <laughs> fucking obvious racism and red face and all yeah. of the other kind of bullshit that they actually ended up painting on <laughs> themselves, the horses, yeah. the people that are there. Like this is for 1987 a pretty egregious amount of dying of skin to look like a native when you clearly are not. There is an egregious level of that in this film 
that we do need to address. Now, there is. I mean, I know films in the late 80s where people were doing black skin, or blackface, too. Right. Still. I mean, C. Thomas Howell is never going to get off the hook for whatever the fuck no. that my, uh, main man or whatever the fuck that movie was that he was in blackface. Le- legit. Le- I mean, I think a lot of people let Robert Downey Jr. off the hook a lot for Tropic Thunder, and that was in the new millennia. So let's just all settle the fuck down. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't even want to talk about that movie because I don't even want to invite fucking memes from that bullshit in our group. So there's yeah. that. Uh, what, but but uh, let me just say this. I, d- I just want to get this off. Uh, off. For the time, to- I'm just saying for the time, it- I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying for the time, I believe Matei in his heart was trying to tell a story of the plight of the indigenous people in the West during the great expansion of the United States. I believe he was actually trying to tell their story and add in his sensationalism in it as well unfortunately it just doesn't translate well into our modern times where as we get more knowledge about what is and is not appropriate you know what that is a great way to frame our discussion of the film uh and i'm feeling a lot more comfortable about this uh to talk about it now to counteract the obvious fucking racism uh For the Pirate Radio edit, and I apologize to everyone in the main feed that won't be able to enjoy this, but for the Pirate Radio edit, I've chosen Redbone because of the native pride nature and protest songs that they put together. So all of the Pirate Radio edit this week will be fucking Redbone, and that's going to start right after Legion Patreon ad with One More Time. So keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
goddamn. If you don't have any red bone in your fucking life, get some fucking red bone in your fucking yeah. life. It will shit's, make it dramatically better. The, the, shit, the shit's rad. Yeah. The shit's rad. Yeah. They are fucking amazing. I am so grateful that they have gotten a bit of a reprisal and noticed again from folks. Uh, obviously, come and get your love is going to be the main thing that's going to close out this fucking show. I'm going to use um, that. Um, yeah. It's, it's probably the biggest hit that they've had, obviously. And I am so grateful that it got used in Guardians of the Galaxy and that people took notice of Redbone again because not only were they so far ahead of their time, but they stood up for Native rights and so much of their songs are about Native pride and, and just representing. And I feel like it's a really great counterbalance to everything that we're about to experience, including this trailer. White Apache, the legend of Shining Sky. A young white man who lived with the Indians. The peace and tranquility he found with his brothers. The cruelty and brutality of the white man that he witnessed. White Apache, the story of a young man divided between two ways of life, Indian and white man. Forced to defend himself against evil, against those who would harm his woman, against those who would try to kill him. White Apache, a violence that goes untamed. Men who have no regard for human life, ready to kill, to rape, to destroy all that is good. White Apache, two women from two different worlds who want him for themselves. The story of a young man ready to fight for what he believes is right. The Indian way of life became his way of life, his way of love, his way of honor, his suffering. He would suffer for them. He would do battle for them. White Apache, a story of love, of growth, of blood and pain. White Apache. Jesus fucking Can Christ. Can we, like, stop fucking saying it every other fucking word, please? <laughs> Dude, I cut so much out of that already. Oh. Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. There, ah. was, there, there was a uh, racial slur. Uh, the type of brothers were referred to by the color of their skin, but just the color. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. that trailer and shit. It's racist as fuck, and there's racist as fuck shit that's in this movie, regardless of where you feel the director's heart may have been. Let's go. Yeah, no, I agree. Alright, here we go. The movie that shall not be named anymore. First 20 <laughs> minutes. Well, alright, we open up and did fucking, there's narration, so it's our first this is the story of a distant land, of the people who live there, and of a young man called Shining Sky, the adopted son of the Chiroquai Apache chief. What you will see is exactly what happened. The only difference being is that the Apaches will be speaking in our language. This episode is part of the history of the West. And I, Crazy Bull, that is my name, I was a witness to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it just sets you up for the fucking story. We see some colonizers because that's what these people are. They're they're peeping some bald eagles. Uh. Well, one of the dumb shit colonizers let his very pregnant wife do a lot of physical labor. It's even for the West, old West. That seems stupid. So then he finally tries to help her. Well, then we see some bad dudes. They all show up and they start killing and ransacking everyone, and they fucking even kill a couple of kids. Uh, which is fucking these horrendous. these folks are all of the same race though. So the main bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, are, it's, it's yeah. a lot of, it's, it's white on white. <laughs> it's um, a lot of colonizers and bandits from the colonizers. It's a lot of colonizer on colonizer uh, 
action here. That's the kind of violence I like to see, colonizer yeah, on colonizer. I don't, I don't fucking mind it too much. Uh, so, <laughs> this, is about, this is about as comfortable as the movie lets you get. Yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, the pregnant uh, woman actually shoots the main bad guy in the stomach, and he gets pretty pissed. Uh, so, um, after he kills her husband, uh, he then, uh, he and a buddy take turns kicking her. Uh just before they are about ready to burn her eyes out, some very nice indigenous folks show up and fucking murder all these assholes, which is just fine because they deserve to be murdered. <laughs> uh, they take her as the lone survivor with them. She gives birth, but dies in the process. Uh, the chief of the tribe determines that he and his wife will take this son, and they will have two children now. They'll have two sons, and this baby's name will be Shining Sky. Oh, okay. Okay, no. no. I'm just going to call him SS from now on. Yeah, can we just talk to about yeah, how literally on. everyone in the cast here so far is, has yes. has has been red red face? Yeah. yeah, yeah, red face. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or or just got an extreme tan and tried to pass it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Land of Lakes. Uh, yeah, Land of Land of Lakes looking red face kind of uh, on the butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they all talk in that broken English, like they say it in the beginning in that narration that we just heard. The the, the this is all what happened in history they're just speaking our language you could have just had them you've already preferenced that so you could have had them talking how we're talking right now anybody else in this fucking movie talks that's not them but no they still had them do that broken fucking english i don't get it what's the fucking point well except for you know I, to be fucking stupid not that i want to defend a single fucking thing because i do believe that probably mate and Gasso or whoever ended up doing the dubbing for them did put the voices on like that just because that's what they expect from westerns um, they also may have had been doing this for an Italian language only version, and then it got dubbed when it got dragged back over here, and they may not be responsible for the way these folks are talking at all. But the final presentation of the film, you are absolutely correct. This is fucked. They don't need to be doing it. It's fucking wrong. Okay. Whoever made the decision. I right, just yeah. don't want right, to lay this. Whoever made that decision is, fu- yeah, I mean, I right. just don't fucking get it. I just, fuck it. we can't, I want to be as accurate and fair yeah. to Matei as I possibly can, because we cannot 100% put this at his feet without knowing for sure that they made this decision, both he and Fergasi, whenever they did this together. So, And like I even said, I believe Matei's heart is in the right place here. It's just poorly executed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when your aunt tries to do something nice for a particular group of people that she is yeah. also prejudiced against and yeah. says a bunch of hurtful fucking things that are stereotypical of those folks that she is prejudiced against, but at the same time, she's handing them some dope fucking cookies so they just smile at her and let her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's that. Yeah, uh, that's, congratulations. That's, you just fucking nailed it. Yeah, this is what this film is. <laughs> like someone trying to do something polite, but also at the same time still being just as prejudiced as always, just not realizing how wrong they are with it. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Um, well, we see now SS in his bro, Black Wolf, who's not just going to be big BW. They are now men. They're fully grown. Uh, they're chasing a black horse because they you know want to bring it back, and uh, they're having a great time. They seem to be best bros. Uh, they bring the horse back, and they get a hero's welcome from everyone. Uh, we find out both the bros 
heroes like uh, the prettiest lady in the camp, and her name is Rising Star RS. So we're gonna have a conflict. We we get conflict now. Um, and then uh, so um, later on the brothers are running around and they see uh RS and uh she pretends she's falling off a, a cliff and they they try to climb to help her and she pelts them with eggs till they give up. Uh, later on, uh, BW he thinks white people were around and when he asks, he says when uh, SS asks, well, how does he know? He goes, because this smells like uh, spoiled, uh, spoiled milk. Kind of like you. And they get into a fake little fight where they're having fun. Um, and then they hear some shots fired. And our friend, who's the narrator, Crazy Bull, or CB, well, he rides up, and that's our next clip. Here, you hold Daisy, and you tell truth. Cheyenne on the Yellow River. Ah. Not only do you talk like Wasiku, you smell like one. Now translate this. I am white man. I am a white man. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Water bathes and fire burns. And there's nothing you can do about it. That is the way things are. You have a white worm in your brain. That sequence, Jesus Christ. Okay, we got to get to the 20 minutes. We got to talk about this. Yeah, it, it, we're getting there. So hold on. Okay. Uh, by the way, by the way, right here, uh, right when he started screaming, I'm a white man while taking a bath, uh-huh. that's when I texted you. So anyway, <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it because that's when I was when I was watching it. I'm like, Matt's going to be fucking pissed when he sees this part. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, right when he started screaming, I'm a white man, I was fucking furious with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that. And uh, kudos to you once again for not only communicating like a mature adult about everything updating me what's going on with the show this week, but also being a mature enough adult to sit through the film and only just text me with what the fuck or whatever it was. I posted it yeah, in the group. Yeah. People, like, what the f- people are already responding to that. Like they're super excited for March Mate just from that text alone. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Like what the actual fuck court? Come are, are on. You, are you fucking pranking me right now? <laughs> Is this a prank? <laughs> anyway, as he bathes, R.S. Uh, takes his bow and arrow, and she's like, hi, you had to catch me. I've taken your warrior shit. And he catches her, and they start making out. Well, B.W. sees that his bro's making out with a lady. He doesn't know which lady. And he plays some games with them, all that shit. Um, and, like, you know, shooting arrows, but nowhere near them. He doesn't know who the lady is yet. Well, anyway, uh, the narrator states that uh, the eagle is flying low, and that's bad. Well, then BW sees that it's RS that SS is making out with. He gets pissed off and storms off, and that's the end of the first 20 minutes. Go the fuck ahead, Court. Explain to me how everything's going so far. (laughs) All right. So, his uh, adopted father tells um, Shining Sky? Shining, yeah, Shining Sky. Yeah. It's hilarious that this blonde-haired, blue-eyed fucker you're calling SS for this review. I'm fucking hilarious. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep a chuckle in every time you please, say his name, knowing how Please he understand that there's a reason I went with that. <laughs> I'm sure. Absolutely. The, the initials work. I'm good. 
Um, (laughs) There is a very big hurdle to being able to watch this movie. So much so that I would tell you, Matt, that there is no reason that I will ever watch this again. And I will probably delete it off my Plex server um, once we're done with this review. Agreed. Um, It's a huge hurdle in that the amount of red facing, cultural appropriation, and just general broad stroke painting with which the native tribes and indigenous peoples of this film are treated is really difficult to get over. And once you get past that point, like if you can get past the point where the father tells the kid, you are a white man, you must accept that you are a white man, you must be, he tells him he should be proud of that or some shit or... Yeah, he just... Like, it's just almost like be acceptance of who you are. Right. But like so much so to where his fucking native adoptive father is telling him to run screaming this and be proud of it or be accepting of it. And so he fucking does. And it's at this point where I am not shocked, Matt, that you texted me what the actual fuck, because while I'm watching this, I'm thinking, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, what have I gotten us into? Yeah, I, uh, I'm. I'm wonder. I sit as I sit here and wonder. Um, is this this is this one of the most racist films I've ever seen? And this is coming from a person for who for this show watched a slave exploitation movie in which the white character who was raping his female slaves at the end became the quote unquote good guy. I think that was another Mate movie. No, no, that was just that was Passion Plantation, but it was an okay. Italian made or like a Euro sleaze kind of film. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But I'm just saying. We also covered Song of the South on this show. Yeah, too. we also covered Song of the South. Yeah. Although, although I still am under the belief that that other one was maybe worse because, again, the white guy who was raping his female slaves became the good guy in the end. And the slave fell in love with him and forgave him. Yeah. It got really weird. Yeah. That one. That weird. It got fucking horrible. But if this is, if this is shaping up to be almost as bad. <laughs> yeah. Passion Plantation was a rough one to get through. It is the most salaciously overtly racist and using racism in a way to make their film feel grittier and just you know nastier uh this definitely is on par with how uncomfortable it is to watch yet the thing that makes it worse is you do not the people that were making this film at the time i don't think had malicious intent behind it like you said earlier their heart might have been in the right place because they were trying to tell an actual tale yeah the manner in which they executed telling said tale essentially just makes everything worse. It was like somebody tried to give a great speech, but they just farted in a small room. It's similar to that, but it's more along the lines of someone talking about how they're a vehement feminist supporter and that they're going to be an ally and all of this stuff. And they talk about all these things about they're making these various issues that are about them. And the feeling that I get while watching this film is that the writers, Bruno Mattei and Claudio Fergassi, when they were writing this, were essentially doing something very similar where they wanted to raise an awareness. It feels like they are trying to put a message behind this and they're doing more than just your average gritty Western with this. Absolutely. But the manner with which they are executing it still very much makes me feel like they want you to congratulate them for doing it. Just like the folks that are like talking about how they're an ally and, you know, a vehement uh, defender of feminism, (laughs) you know, and equal rights and all that kind of stuff. Like what we try to not do where we don't want to make it about us. We're just saying that to us, this is fucked because this is how we feel. You, You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 
that has never been about us, and we've always tried very hard. I know I don't want to speak for you, but I just assumed that I could in this case that we personally tried to never make those issues about us when we bring them up or discuss them on the show. And this film is very much doing the opposite of that. And I think that is kind of its biggest sin because it's so tone deaf in its execution of doing it that it almost feels worse at times, like the sequence where the guy runs around being accepting of the fact that he's a white man and screaming it at the top of his lungs as if it's something that he should be more proud of. Like it's something he accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Like it it automatically bathes him in some sort of privilege or makes it so that he can go live amongst other people that have the exact same lack of melanin as he does in his skin. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and strap in, folks, because it gets a little bit more uncomfortable before it gets a lot more uncomfortable and then tries to come back around again with the message. So, wow. Yeah, it's it's going to get fucking really weird. It's going to get worse before it ever gets better. <laughs> in multiple ways. So we should just move on. So we start off the next 20 minutes. Well, uh, they're playing what essentially is polo, right? I guess. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, they're essentially playing polo. And BW shows up and he is furious and wants to fight. And he keeps trying to smack his bro who's just kind of sitting there like, uh, you're not fighting back or nothing, but blocking shots. But then he tries to tackle his bro off his horse. They fall. And BW dies after getting impaled by uh, a broken off uh, polo stick. Um, at the fu- uh, We come to uh, BW's funeral. And that is our next clip. I must go, Father. The choice is not mine. The Chiricahua decided for me. Do not cry, pretty squaws. He is white. Have you never wondered why the fruit of the fig tree is not that of the nut? My heart died with him. You are alive. After the cold comes the warmth. I not tell you go. I will not lose two sons instead of one. I not tell you go. I tell you, I let you go. Look down on the earth. Does she cry because Crazy Bull is here and she is there? Ah. No, because she knows it. One day she will be looking down on Crazy Bull, buried deep inside her. Yeah. All living creatures must return to where they came from. I will return to Earth. Yes. Listen. The white men who live in wooden teepees, learn from them. They do not kill. Only the Wasiku with a star on his chest kills. You speak the white man's tongue badly. Remain silent. Listen. Learn. Speak when you can speak like him. Put them on. Never say you are Apache. The Wasiku believe They are gods. They despise men with skin different to theirs. Never say you are Apache. The wolf becomes a dog only when it is forced to live outside the forest. 
Remember, if they learn you are Apache, they will kill you. You will go on foot, my son. Your horse has no irons. It would betray you. Listen. You are always the son of White Bear. When you return to me, my leadership, I give to you. How? Why is it my skin is white and yours? Yours is not. The Great Spirit has so willed it. The color of my skin does not stop me from loving you. Nor are you, Shining Sky. But now you must go to another land. And I must remain here alone. Our love is forever. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, anyway, we cut to two men. They're talking. They're in town. It's a two uh, uh, colonizer dudes. Uh, the businessman, uh, he's under the impression that they should treat the indigenous people with respect and kindness. Uh, he says that uh, the uh, writer, the, this guy named Ryder, and his men are getting far too violent and far too full of themselves in dealing with the indigenous people. Uh, the sheriff uh, disagrees and uh, says that uh, what's best with to do with things is is he likes to scalp collecting the guys are doing so they're obviously you know what they're doing they're scalping fucking folks so thanks a lot movie uh you're a piece of shit so uh <laughs> uh and he goes and uh, they want this territory they think it when they get it you know the way they want it they'll be able to join the united states uh because of course it's in a time where the west wasn't a part of the united states so anyway ss he gets to town uh gets into a bar bartender gives him a shot of whiskey he drinks it but he almost throws up the sheriff grabs him takes him outside for not paying for the drink he's talking to him but brands him a mute because he won't talk back um then uh as they're he's escorting him down he sees uh they're having trouble with a horse uh the sheriff does he goes come on i want to go check this out and they're watching some guy the right guy named Ryder, trying to break down a horse the horse is just won't listen to him and he Ryder wants to put him down but then uh, a woman comes up and she wants SS to give it a try. He goes in there, he's able to do it, and so the dude who's going to buy the horse or wants a, or the, who owns the horse, he offers SS a job, and the sheriff's like, "Yeah, he's a mute, and I think he's a real good worker, so you got yourself, a, you know, a guy here." So everything starts to look maybe on the up and up. Anyway, SS helps uh, uh, a lady uh, get off a carriage. Uh, he's working at the farm, and a lady comes up on a carriage and he helps her off of it. She flirts. With them a bit. Uh, well, anyway, we get those uh, same two dudes, the sheriff and the businessman. They're talking again, and that's our next clip. You know, war criminals, believe me. The Apaches and Pawnees are too busy fighting each other. And when they're at peace, they take on the Navajos and Yaki. Our rifles will make things a whole lot easier for you. <laughs> no, Armstrong, I don't like it. So I'll tell you what you can do. Count me out. You can tell that to the colonel, too. Considering that the Indians killed your boy, you got some strange scruples. Won't change your mind, eh? Around these parts, weakness is killed off fast. Think about it, Cribbins. <clears throat> no point. You getting the colonel mad. Oy. Ugh. 
Oh boy. All right. Well, uh, anyway, later on, Ryder and his goons, they show up at the, uh, dude's ranch with more scalps. And the, the businessman, he tells him, you know, get the fuck out of here. I don't want them here. Get out of here. Um, then we have what is obviously a slave worker and SS. They're actually drying the scalps that were brought in and working on the barn. The slave worker can tell that SS is has, was raised by indigenous people, by the way he looks at the scalps, and tries, you know, he's being nice to him. Well, then uh, the shithead goons and writer come walking in and, you know, they want answers and shit like, and they're giving everyone shit and, uh, you know, SS shakes his head no that he doesn't like the scalp so they all start you know they they fight he, he he beats a few of them up but then he gets taken down they tie him to a wheel break his arms and then they're gonna take him out and dump him in the valley and that's the end of that 20 minutes jesus fucking christ Matei and fragrasso what the fuck yeah yeah yep yeah, yeah yep and yeah all right the underlying message is the colonizers and their infinite cruelty know no bounds we know that but yes the way that they portray said colonizers their cruelty and how it knows no bounds is in the very much mate sleaze factor grit grime and grossness and when you're dealing with racial inequality colonization and what is the let's just say it fucking genocide of indigenous peoples by <laughs> the colonizers uh mm-hmm. in such a manner as to be salaciously entertaining to show us just how horrible they absolutely were you essentially undercut whatever good faith you may have built up with us in any way shape or form in the effort of what you were trying to show and or tell us i realize that you are mate and that you are fragasso so there is a certain amount of sleazy shit that i have to endure in your films but if you are trying to tell me your heart is in the right place you are constantly undercutting it with these actions in your film his heart is in the right place he just keeps fucking it up he just can't help but being a salacious fucking sleazeball in these things it's like it's like that you know everyone you know it's like the the guy at like fucking work or something or the person at work you're like you know what they're you can tell deep down they're a good person and they want to do the right thing it's just every time they try they do something that fucks it up they melvined it or munsoned it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> they munson everything they munson everything <laughs> like I okay there's there's some real moments here where we're really trying to connect right and they're really trying to like show you the plight of the indigenous peoples who are in the midst of a genocide I mean let's face by it, the colonizers. They, make, they make the it is well regarded in this movie that the indigenous people are the kind ones the peaceful ones and they just want to live their lives and be happy and it's shown well in advance that all the colonizers are pretty much all shit stains really all of them except for one and that's that businessman and and that's pretty much it, but he also goes along with what the rest of them want just because. Well, anyway, on uh, a lot of decisions. Yeah, actually, we find out he does it because he almost dies for it. <laughs> so far, anyway. He's, yeah, okay, so he, far, he, yeah. but... <laughs> but let's let's just back up here just a, a little bit, right? Like, um, the, the, the endless fucking slaughter is not portrayed in such a way as to show you how awful and evil the colonizers that were cowboy ended up out there were they're not doing it to show you just how disgusting and horrible they were they're doing it to try and entertain you so to me that just completely undercuts 
everything that they're trying to do. And I have, I, I refuse to accept any goodwill because of the way that they are portraying the material whenever they're doing it. You get what I'm saying? They're like, this is sleazy fun. Wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge, you know, watch, watch these, uh, noble peoples be slaughtered, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. and, oh no, you're exactly right with that. Right. Yes. And what they're, what they're essentially doing is setting a specific standard that, um, puts the native peoples onto a specific pedestal that makes them other than the colonizers that are also just human beings. Get what I'm saying? So what, what it does is it, it almost sort of deifies them in the sense that, you know, like what, what is being done to them is absolutely wrong is what they're showing, but it's trying to make it seem like they were just completely different that, that, you know, like that they're not even the same type of people, you know, like they, they put them on a different level. So therefore they're still the other, it's still making them very much the other. It still codifies them by their belief structures in such a way as to make them be other and not the same as the colonizers when we are all equal. Get what I'm saying? No, I get I get what you're saying, and it, it, you can definitely take it that way. I also take it as it's just the old movie trope of, especially when you're, especially in bad movies, of you make the bad guys always really, really bad, and the good guys are always really, really, really good. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, but it, it, so, I mean, because I've seen this in other movies where it's, it's, it's just white on white shit, where the one section of white people who are supposed to be the bad guys are really, 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 really fucking bad, and the other section of white people are really, 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 really fucking good, and there's no gray area in either group. So, I, I, you know, that's a common trope, though, that we have seen. However, I do see what you're saying with it in this context. It does make it look like they aren't, it does make it seem like they aren't people. Yeah, it's, it's, it sets them to, but my only problem is, is that I've seen that before. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. What I'm getting at here is by doing that and not humanizing everyone and making them essentially these stereotypical tropes, because this, everybody is a stereotypical trope of what's going on in a Western for this, because the, the, the noble native type stereotype where, you know, all these like sort of various myths about, you know, the the legends having to do with natives that I don't even want to repeat the bullshit here, but that's basically what you see in the Western and how they're built up to be for indigenous peoples. And the way that they always hint at things with spirituality and, and the way that they do that is they don't... They don't necessarily treat it as equally as, say, they, they do with the folks that are in the, the church and everything. They try to make it feel more mystical and um, like this, you know, this this bygone era. And they try to romanticize instead of trying to make it more accurate in the Old West with a lot of shit that's in the Old West. And the problem with doing that with the natives in this specific movie is if you're trying to put us on their side, you're not really showing them enough. We're just following the one white kid that got raised by them and and you're still trying to make their plight about the white kid you're completely undercutting everything that you're doing you're literally doing the thing that i said that the fucking guy on twitter is talking about all the stuff that they do and all the fighting that they do for the underprivileged or whatever can we at least say this though that uh, fortunately it seems like and maybe Matei doesn't know what a real, uh, I mean, but Matei's probably only following what classic Westerns in, in America has done, which is the same kind of trope. Oh, I mean, it's completely shit, it goes all the way. I mean, I don't think it's intentional. Kevin Costner dances with wolves. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's completely yeah. fucking tone deaf of 
yeah. what it is doing. It does not feel intentional at all. But what it is, is that much more revealing in that they were trying to do something and make a like a make a statement and have a bit of a voice with this. It's very clear what it is that they're the narrative that they're driving. But essentially, they do it by indulging in all of the tropes that also dehumanize the peoples they're trying to celebrate is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I also understand what you're saying there. It, it's just it, it, it was an attempt to do something good that fell very, very flat. Yeah, it's it was also, you're racist and, also, and, and handing out cookies to yeah. <laughs> uh, just and and using disparaging phrases to the people she's handing them out to. Yes, yeah, and it's also because she's he's Matei. It's not only is he he's trying to do something good and to just landing completely flat and missing the entire point completely, but then he also has to throw in sensationalism because he's Matei. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know, I, I honestly, I don't know what decisions that they made, but all of them were wrong, which is on yeah. par for Mate. Right, yeah, there you go. Let's all fucking right. move on, Jesus fucking Yeah, Christ. I mean, holy shit, man, if every 20 minutes is gonna go like this. No, I'm just gonna, stop. Right. like, I've I've said everything that I need I to think say I, about I think my we've said, because I think if we talk any more about the tone deafness and everything, it's yeah. gonna get real repetitive. What? I think we've said all we can actually say. And, 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 and all that you can say. And again, we can, while we can judge this movie with our 2022 eyes and the amount of knowledge that we have gotten thank, thanks to the internet and everything from indigenous people themselves and how they've been treated and new history lessons and actually learn their history, um, they did not get that right. Uh, they did not get that chance. They could have maybe if they opened up the right books, but who knows if they even had access to those back then with anything in the late night with anything in the 80s it's going to be tone deaf unfortunately for what we see now you're not wrong you're not wrong in any way shape or form and the fact that this is the least tone deaf it probably could have been for a 1987 yeah. western done by Bruno Mattei yeah, um, yeah. this is I, I get where I get where you want to keep trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because there is so much about this where you're like but shocked then I don't... How, how, how like gentle and kind it is about some of the things that it's trying to be it just fails but then I, at it. But then, uh, yeah, yeah, and I don't want to apologize for him too much or or try to give him a benefit of the doubt because, again, it's so sensationalized that it's 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 fucking offensive. Yeah. And so he's in that, he's at extreme fault for that. <laughs> so I don't want to give him a pass too much. Just that, I think it's, I just want to say that it's important that, because we get to look on this with 2022 eyes, but that's, it's almost, you have to say every movie that dealt with the West and how the West was quote unquote won by America, really mauled and murdered by America is going to be heavily, heavily tone deaf. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely not wrong. Um, The reason I wanted to talk about it is because we're at the peak of just how tone deaf it gets, because all the, all the racist bullshit that the colonizer crew that goes hunting for the natives that that goes on it just remains the same amount of salaciousness and it never amps up from this point really it's just they're just awful at this level for the rest of the film so everything that we've talked about and all the the bullshit that we needed to deal with that comes along with how fucking tone deaf the movie is is over with because it just stays this tone deaf from here on out so we're good all right. Yes. Okay. Let's move on. Next 20 minutes. Uh, well, uh, two ladies are traveling and they find SS. And one of them's the girl who flirted with him. Well, they get him up on the, um, uh, uh, the, the buggy. And they're, they're going to help him out. Then we cut to the sheriff and this general that he's been talking about who wants to, you know, get all this land. Uh, the sheriff and the general, they talk. And that is our next clip. You can't take this chance. 
Yeah, progress, Armstrong, progress. <laughs> you remember what this land was like before I imported specially chosen stock? Arid ground and coyotes. Now take a look at it. Just look at that plain. It could become one of the world's greatest breeding grounds. What lies between the dream and the reality won't be hard eliminating them. Now the white bear's dead. The new Chiricahua chief's hot-headed. It's easy to push him around. So I cut out a part there, but he talks about how the only thing stopping them is the indigenous people. He does not use that language, and I wasn't going to include what he did say in my clip. Thank you for removing that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we also now find out a lot of important information. Number one, SS dad is dead. The new chief is the guy who is hot-headed and who actually kicked SS out of the tribe after BW uh, died. So there you go. That's kind of why I included that clip. A lot of important information. <laughs> yeah, on par with other Matei stuff, yes. Yes. All right, well, then we see SS, he dreams of RS, and, like, he dreams of a time when they were together, and he was asking her, like, names of different body parts. Like, you know, he pointed at her eyes. Eyes! Then he, you know, uh, this is my mouth and my neck, and then he, he grabbed a titty. And uh, she was like, that's breath. And he goes, no, that's your breasts. And you're like, holy fuck. All right, movie, fuck off. Just fuck you. Fuck, Matei, why? Jesus fucking Christ. Why, why, why? All right. What the fuck? Woo! All right. Then he dreams of his dream kind of becomes a nightmare. He dreams of his brother's death and uh, sees Crazy Bull in his dream, uh, calling him a white man. He then wakes up as uh, he can overhear the general tell his troops to go and kill the indigenous people. Uh, of course, he does not use that language. Uh, and he's listening to all this, uh, wondering uh, what the fuck's going on here. Then the lady who saved him, she comes up and she or she gets home. Uh, she goes up stairs to see him in the room and they start hooking up like right away they start just going at it then we see uh rs is shown she's still waiting for him to return as she waits uh he he goes to bone town with this uh lady like hardcore bone town yeah yeah so then uh we cut to something not so fun the troopers showed up with Ryder to a native town and it's actually a town and you know they i will give them some credit they at least gave them buildings and stuff like you know not every not all natives lived in, uh, you know, tents in, in those kind of communities. Well, some did, but some had, you know, actual towns. Um, and they begin fucking everything up. They shoot the chief to death to start out with. They start killing and raping women. Uh, they start doing the very thing they accuse the indigenous people of, kind of like the Republican Party. <laughs> yes, racist colonizers have not changed. They just keep switching parties. Yes. Um, uh, so, yeah, they, that's a pretty solid, uh, horrific shit. They kill children. Uh, obviously, they start raping women, and they fucking just kill all the men. It's also oh. done very much like you would see in a Western, where it's yeah. it's not it's super running. graphic. Yeah. No. It's just, it's all very much shown and hinted at with motions and things. But yes. it's just enough to show that they are massacring these people, men, women, and children, and they are raping as they go. Yes. Well, we cut to SS. He's playing with a bull, and he sees the murder group riding back. So then he decides to check out the town, and he sees everything the horror brought to it. And the scene is actually made to look like another tribe committed these crimes. Because they, after everyone's dead, they, like, use tomahawks and arrows and put them into the dead bodies. So they made it to look like another tribe did this. Even though um, some of them still have very clearly bullet wounds, too. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, then SS comes back, and the woman, Isabella, she greets him. Uh, he starts speaking about it, and it's like, did you, did you know? I mean, did you know what they did? Did you see what they did? She's shocked that he isn't a mute, but then says she doesn't care about those people. I mean, why would she? In a very and, racist fucking way, I might add. Yeah, yeah. Well, he slaps her. Uh, Justifiably then, so. Yep, and she just kind of looks, and she's just shocked. Then she just starts screaming for help, saying that, you know, he grabbed at her, she tears at her dress her own dress so uh the men start beating the shit out of him the general comes out the general says to stop beating the shit out of him that can't happen near the home and to take him out uh take him away and do whatever they're gonna do and they say okay they leave ss hanging from a tree by his hands and they're just gonna let him die slowly there and that's the end of that 20 minutes you ever seen a man called horse no this film very much reminds me of a man called horse a little bit damn nice which I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past Mate. It's a 1970 western, and it's essentially a white man starts living amongst a tribe, but then goes out and you know finds that he is no longer a part of the white world after living there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, there's some very serious similarities where you know they get adopted and they become like you know this ultra warrior of the tribe because they're a white man. <laughs> that same kind of fucking bullshit that this movie's doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, or dances with wolves. <laughs> So fucking yeah, dance with wolves. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it also did that. Um, can I tell you something like really bad of me? I've never watched all of Dances with Wolves. I make it an hour in and I'm done. <laughs> well, if you were as much of a history buff as uh, a kid as you were are now. I can yeah. see where that film would just be like, no, for a whole bunch of shit for you. So, yeah. Yeah. But when it first came out, I was, you know, I didn't really get into history a lot until college. Okay. Uh, I, it just didn't interest me. And when that came out, I was younger. And then I was like, uh, I understood why I wouldn't like it. And then when I was in high school, I'm like, I should give it a try. Because, of course, I did like it when I was a little kid. It's a long-ass movie. It was Kevin Costner. When you're a little kid, Kevin Costner, unfortunately, it, it was boring town. Um, all the movies were. So I decided Not to try it again. When I was a little kid, it was. But uh, in high school, I, I, I gave Dance with the Wolves a, a, another try. And yeah, it just still wasn't good. Still, I mean, I, I was bored. I'm just like, this is not good. <laughs> um, it's another one of those movies where uh, it's about you, right? Yeah. It's about making yeah. you the hero. Yeah, me. That yeah, you, right. you walk among these people, you're accepted as one of them, but you're not one of them. It's you it's that you. makes you special. He's the king of three-hour movies. Just fucking <laughs> Jesus. Like, Wyatt Earp. <laughs> fucking, he's the king of mega movies. <laughs> and serious, self-indulgent fucking ego problems. Projects that get let to go too far until he ends up creating Waterworld and the Postman back to back. Okay, okay, I know, I know. I like Kevin Costner just fine enough. I, I, I as much as I'd like to talk Kevin Costner's career, we're we're yeah, delaying yeah, the he's inevitable. He's a decent human being, but I'm just saying. Let's just finish this fucking he, review. He said some, he said some good ones. And he had some shitters. All right. Yeah, but who fucking hasn't? Let's just move on. Yeah, exactly. Who hasn't? Next 20. Uh, CB finds uh, SS and cuts him down. Uh... Back at uh, the old homestead for SS, uh, we see that the uh, writer and his group have introduced uh, booze to the camp, and everyone's drunk, and they're all shooting off guns, and the chief's, the new chief is angry because he wanted guns instead of booze, and he's all pissed off and runs off, and they all laugh, but they're just like, yeah, we're having a good fucking time, because uh, everyone's drunk. Jesus well, fucking see, Christ, Matei, what the fuck? Yeah, in the words they all use, oh, it's just 
fucking horrific. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. I seriously, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> I picked the wrong week to cover Matei in the middle of a fucking crisis. Oh, right? Fucking, well, I mean, listen, if we were going to wait till all the crises were over, we'd never cover anything, all right? We're in the middle of our fucking hundredth crisis. For like the last four and a half fucking years. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, man, the last year has been the longest ten years of my life. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, all right, so CB then nurses SS back to health, and that is our final clip. You have a debt to pay with Crazy Bull. Do not pay it. Forget it. Paying debts is evil. It brings bad luck. And what's more, it makes you unhappy. You are no longer the slave. I have freed you. But no one is free. What does it mean, freedom? Was man not born free? Only to be shackled by his fellow man. Your people need you, shining sky. Your time with the white man is finished. Return to your people. As an Indian, a great leader, a brave warrior, help them before they are destroyed. This is your destiny. I've returned, Father. But the, you, you didn't wait for me. Very obviously was talking to his father's body that we <laughs> God, I hope that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, well, back at camp, uh, some drunks tried to uh, take advantage of R.S., but she fends them off because she is very sober and can fend them off. Um, Ryder's looking on. He really spots her big time. Uh, S.S. Uh, takes his father's spear and starts riding off. Uh, R.S. is still fighting off dudes. And then we see uh, S.S., he's yelling and riding, doing his war cry, yelling and riding. Then we see Ryder... Ryder has R.S. pinned down, and uh, as he tries to make out with her, she bites his ear off. So then he goes to bite her nipple. Then we see S.S. is in hour six of his ride and yelling, because it seemed to last for fucking ever, Matei. <laughs> also, serious amounts of stock footage sprinkled about yeah. in all of this, padding out the runtime even longer. Oh, yeah. Jesus she, fucking Christ, what it. the fuck, Matei? Yeah. This film is so, two fucking hours, which is two fucking hours too fucking long. Yeah, yeah. It's an hour and 38 minutes. <laughs> Fuck, this could have been an hour and 25 minute movie. <laughs> this could have been fucking 65 minutes max. Listen, this could have been a zero minute movie. and We wouldn't have to fucking deal with it right now. <laughs> I should have never selected this film. Fuck. No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, uh, SS uh, is, uh, he gets there in the camp and he starts shooting dudes and some other tribe members, they join in and they start shooting dude. Um, even the guy who didn't like him at first, the new chief he's he saves his life actually ss his life because ss man he shoots he shoots he shoots and then he took about six hours to reload his gun and just stood there he ain't the brightest dude um anyway, <laughs> yeah their hero is fucking a, he, dopey he, our, our hero is dopey he sits there with a dopey look at his fucking face and then he has to fucking he's usually needs a lot of saving um so anyway uh then we see Ryder kills that chief. 
then a CB shows up with more men, and SS is still reloading his rifle, and when another guy goes to kill him, uh, another indigenous person kills that guy, and SS introduces himself, and we apparently just met Geronimo. That's yeah. the name he gives. Jesus fucking Christ, Matei. What the fuck? Thank you. Anyway, huh. Man. So anyway, Ryder and the asshole, they retreat, but not before SS throws a hatchet, a tomahawk, right into Ryder's face. And the horse takes Ryder away as he has a fucking hatchet embedded into his face. Okay, that part was actually pretty fucking cool. That was good shit. This was the one Uh, highlight of the entire film for me, Matt, was the hatchet face shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, then we see, we cut to the general, and he's rallying his troops with lies, saying the indigenous people are raping and mutilating, cutting balls off. And they even shows we see Ryder is alive, and he's like, look, he's so mauled, his face, and all that. Well, we cut to back to the tribe, and we see R.S is now pregnant with SS's child uh, and CB tells them that they have to leave so the child can be born free because the rest of the tribe will be taken into a reservation soon. The general again uh, whips the boys into a frenzy and they especially want uh, SS. They especially want SS. Well, the businessman, he tries to speak rationally to everybody, telling them there's been enough bloodshed, all this violence. The town decides to hang him. Right before they get to hanging him, the general stops them, but still tells him he has to leave town and go live with uh, the indigenous people if that's what he wants. Of course, he doesn't say it in those words, but I'm, you know, much kinder. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, Matei, what the fuck? Yeah. What he said. Anyway, uh, the rest of the town, though, is with the general, and they're going to go, they're going to get SS. Uh, time goes by now, and it's winter. Uh, RS is in labor and asks SS for help, and she gives birth, and Homeboy catches the baby, and they decide to name the baby Black Wolf. And that will lead us into the final 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. Um, Fuck you, movie. Yeah. Wait, go ahead. We know where this is going, right? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's obvious where this is going to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like his son is going to have the same fate as him and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but he named him Black Wolf. He's replacing the brother that he killed, yes. so to speak. <laughs> it was accident. <laughs> yeah, it was more the brother's fault anyway, because he was so yeah, the brothers to beat on him, obviously. Yeah, all because, you know, he, he, he didn't get one of the girls. So, yeah, his brother got the girl before him. Yeah. yeah. Or, and, and he <laughs> tackled him. <laughs> yeah. So much about this movie is just... Just a bunch of contrived horseshit randomly thrown together to make you think that a story is happening. Our hero is wandering aimlessly through life as things happen and shows up after they're already over before like the final act of the film after being beaten nearly to death again. (laughs) And then he somehow like rises to the occasion, but he's constantly saved by everyone around him uh, and never really like the only moment that he actually does anything that makes him even kind of somewhat heroic is hatchet facing the racist fucker. Yeah, right in charge of the other racist fuckers. That's some good shit right there. (laughs) There's just, you could take our main character out of this film up until that point, and that's the only thing besides knocking up the lady that he knocks up that he does anything to affect the people in a positive way. Yeah. No, it's it's all fucking just terrible shit. <laughs> let's get into the final 20. Yeah, let's just finish this shit off, Jesus. I mean, Jesus, this show's going long. Uh, That's what she said. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the final 20 minutes, uh, the troops are looking for uh, SS. Uh, Rydum spots him and RS and the baby. 
Now it's a chase. Um, they find some rocky terrain and they have to foot it. SS tells RS to stay there as he is staying in like a little spot as he goes off to check on stuff. Uh, the guys, uh, they start shooting on SS and one guy actually hits him in the side. SSO is able to kill that guy with uh, some arrows. Uh, SS gets back to his family. Uh, the, now the troops are lost. They can't find them because they don't leave tracks. Uh, it's slow moving as SS is very hurt. Then the troops find Evan they have a child with them. Uh, they're climbing this this rock formation, but SS can barely get up because of his injury. Um, as the family rests, SS isn't looking good and kind of passes out. RS, you know, checks his wound, then uh, uh, here's Ryder calling him out, saying he wants to, you know, he knows he's wounded, but, you know, he can't die. He wants to be able to watch him die. Um, RS uh, takes the baby and a big-ass knife, and she moves along herself. She hears gunshots, so she hides, and three men come up they're complaining about how hot it is and how the guy doesn't leave any tracks um they leave uh and she comforts her baby um then she finds a guy taking care of all the horses like holding the horse reins and she kills him so she can get a horse but she has trouble getting the reins out of the uh uh, out of the dead man's hand. She finally gets one. She takes off on the horse, leaving her baby hidden. Uh, unfortunately, Ryder sees her and is able to get a shot off on the horse, dumping her. So she is then being tossed around to the group of men, and she keeps getting tossed to Ryder, who slaps her. And then, you know, she falls back. They push her back. He slaps her again, so he's beating her. And then he wants her to scream so that SS will show up. We do see SS is starting to wake up. Then the guys uh, start smacking her with the butt of their rifles. Ryder and another guy, but she won't scream. Uh, then they, uh, uh, Ryder takes a bullet apart and pours gunpowder in her chest and lights it on fire and explodes. Still no scream. Uh, she starts smiling, remembering the times with SS. This gets Ryder even more pissed, and he picks her up, throws her to her knees, and then shoots her a fucking lot. SS sees this, pissed off, jumps off the cliff. Everyone starts shooting at him while he's in the air, but he has the staff, and he impales and kills Ryder as he falls. SS crawls to RS and dies with her. The men all leave. Then we see CB finds the baby and takes him. He sees the dead couple. He rides off. Roll credits. His son will grow up just like him. Yes. <laughs> fuck you, movie. I liked the him jumping off the cliff with a spear to kill the bad guy, you know, like to take out the one guy and then. Yeah, I think his shot was the first shot he got hit with was a kill shot anyway. He's going he's gonna to bleed out. Yeah, it was so, yeah. It was over for it was him a anyway. good ending. He looked like he was in the kidney and that, that jump, you know, to like yeah. to make sure that he kills the one man that's responsible for gonna, all this. He wasn't going to get to any doctor quick enough so no he knew it was over and this way he at least would give a chance but again he's constantly saved by everyone else around him the two heroic moments that he has are pretty much it and yep. there's just so much about this movie that it gets wrong even though it may seem like it's heart is in the right place there's only so many times that your aunt can use a racist phrase before some kid's gonna slap a cookie out of her hand and call her a freaking racist bitch you know what yeah, i'm saying exactly and no you are very right yeah and this film i feel like has reached 
reached that point beyond for me a couple of times where I'm slapping that cookie away from Matei's hand saying, no, you racist bitch. No, that's bad. You're doing bad things. (laughs) Even if I give it the context of 1987 and some of the other films that were released around this time that would cover similar subjects, uh, even when I kind of give it uh, viewed through the context of the way that uh, Dances with Wolves plays out or other 80s westerns that are super gritty and everything like that, uh, there's still a little too much in the racism for me on this one. Like it just, it's still a little too heavy on that and the reason that it is that way is economically so it's just cheaper for them to hire local actors wherever they shot this which seems like it was somewhere in italy and just paint them to look as if they are native or get them out in the sun as much as possible and tanned as tanned as possible or both yeah agreed totally agreed yeah and it's gross i don't like it um i i didn't like the movie much like you said I'll never watch it again. Yeah, I have no interest. I've never wanted to watch it again. Yeah, I have no. And and not only that, it's not like it wasn't well done. There's no message to gain out of this. Uh, no real message to me, at least. Um, much like anything Matei does. I think the main lesson that you can learn is when you are trying to tell the stories of an oppressed people, maybe do it with a little more care and don't make every one of the people that you are writing about a grotesque stereotype of said peoples that you are trying to lift up from the oppression through your story. Yeah, I mean. Yes, there. I mean, that's the message you can get from the movie, but the movie didn't give you that message. No, that's the lesson that I am telling everyone it's, to take away from yes, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fucking just fucking horrible. <laughs> it is. The movie has tried to roll a fellowship check in desktop gaming, right? And it's rolled a critical failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've said, I said so much at the top of the show about the movie i anything i say now is going to be the same fucking thing yeah um i'm I, I would, i'm done would, talking about it let's just do a yeah. fucking news story and close this shit out man right well, let's fucking do it man all right everybody we're gonna have a little bit of red bone to balance this shit out on the pirate radio edit we come back we will do some psyop news <laughs> you a fucking protest song and I fucking delivered it with We Were All Wounded at Wounded Knee. This song has such an upbeat, funky feel to it but if you listen very intently to the lyrics they're going to take you to fucking school. They're going to teach you what really happened, man. Yeah, yeah, no no doubt, no doubt. A lot of musicians do that. If you really listen to all these upbeat, funky tunes, a lot of them you 
really, really listen, you're going to teach you a lot about what fucking life is. And not always the fun, funky times you think. <laughs> well, I'd like for some upbeat, funky news. That would be some Scion news. know how much i'm going to go through this but it, it's a good enough one to do uh it's come from robert our man in the field robert yeah what did we get stuck in our rectums this last year oh this is a great one and we're only yeah, like an hour year. and a half into the recording so we can go full right. force I'm, on gonna, I'm not gonna do all of them but i'm gonna do a few from each category yeah do a good highlight of them that's a good yeah, yeah, cross yeah, section yeah. of all of them yeah all right so uh as you can probably tell we're gonna uh, i'm not gonna read the whole article here but pretty much it's gonna state the things that have been found stuck in different orifices the past year that people have gone into the hospital for so we're gonna start uh we're gonna uh the objects are sorted by orifice and we're working uh working north to south in the year me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum possibly we're gonna find out we haven't got down to the rectum yet (laughs) so anyway uh, in the ear uh a christmas light bulb (laughs) that makes sense yeah uh a a, uh toilet paper and apple seed jesus um a googly eye um, a toddler throwing beads at her friend then threw one at herself and it lodged in her ear <laughs> um a piece of cake lodged um, in the ear yeah I, I, i'm willing to bet that's a wedding and like you know the people who might do the smash a cake in the face uh, either, shit happens like that either that or like somebody on the jersey shore had like, like a lit fucking birthday yeah like a real lit like birthday. a real lit birthday and like it's not what you think it wasn't a fight somebody got like super fucking trashed and passed out into the fucking birthday cake wait hold on these three this order is just weird bleach gasoline hot milk sounds like someone trying to cure covid with something joe rogan recommended <laughs> yeah right what the fuck man holy shit uh it goes in your mouth that in your ear how do you get confused about a tic tac oh oh it uh it was in their mouth they fell asleep it fell out it was on the pillow and it just kind of worked the smallest of fucking things how do you i, I mean how do you fall asleep with a tic tac I don't fucking know. I'm just, I, it doesn't take that fucking long. If you're if you're that exhausted, you shouldn't be putting anything in your mouth. Just go to fucking bed. <laughs> okay, Dad. Don't tell me how to live. <laughs> Nose. <laughs> a pink balloon. Mulch. Oh Jesus. Okay, the a pink potato. balloon probably had contained some cocaine that they didn't want to give yeah. up on, and they just kept sucking, and the whole thing went up. Yep. Yeah. A potato chip bag. Up the nose. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody snorted a potato chip bag. Stuck a hard poop up her nose that she found in her sister's drawer in her bedroom. That had to have been a child, or at least I hope. A hard poop. Okay. (laughs) So many reasons I want to know why, but let's just move on. That's horrific. Was picking her nose at the coffee store, and it broke off in her nose. She reports trying to get it out, but it went up further. A doll head. Up the nose. Well, how big is that fucking schnoz? A doll head? A bullet. What in the fucking southern Alabama are you fucking doing with your fucking bullets? Putting a bullet up your nose? Fucking Jesus Christ. You know drinking was involved with that. Yeah, it had to have been. The number eight button from the TV remote. Up a nose. Up a nose. That's what you get for doing a line of coke off your old TV remote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. All of this could probably be a costed to people trying to do coke or snort heroin off things they shouldn't have. (laughs) Yeah, if it went up their nose, probably. Yeah. Uh, throat, uh, mood ring, 
No idea how that got in there. Fisting. Video game cartridge. Really no idea how that got in there. Fetishism. Uh, the fetishism. USB cable. Swallow. Inhaled a sewing needle in a plastic tube with a string attached when trying to use it as a blow dart. Oh, it went backwards. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you always got to take your breath before you put your mouth on the, the tube. Yeah, learn how to use a fucking blow gun, you idiot. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Magnifying glass. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <sighs> Was playing us in a soccer game with friends. He had a thumbtack in his mouth. When he got excited, he aspirated the thumbtack. Why are you playing soccer with a thumbtack in your mouth? Darwin. The fuck? Mom's birth control pills. <laughs> Like in the package? Or does, I know it doesn't say, but like I'm trying to. It doesn't to... say. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Um... <laughs> that one I'm really perplexed by. Like I have so many questions. Yeah, I have so many questions. Swallowed a penny because she says she is a human piggy bank. Pika. That's drugs. That's drugs. Pika. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it's, Pika. So, oh, it's a disorder that I think you swallow oh. odd things or just a non-edible food type of. Yeah, but she thinks she's a piggy bank. <laughs> that could be drugs then, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just a dumb kid. Okay. Per mom, she was looking for her car remote and said out loud, Where's the battery that goes in here? Patient replied, I ate it. <laughs> a ceiling tile. Hello, kitty. These are all still throat? Yeah. We can move on to another body part, I think. All right. Hold on. I just want to make sure. No penises stuck in I throats, I mean, listen, man. listen. Much, much, much like uh, ears, uh, uh, a Christmas ornament. Christmas ornaments end up in weird fucking places where they fucking should. <laughs> yeah, there was a Christmas light in the ear and a Christmas ornament in the throat. <laughs> Confetti. Started coughing. Some came up. Surprise! <laughs> okay. More of a surprise when none of it comes up after that. Here's where things get a little painful for the fellas. Penis. Cock stuffing time. Po- Clip. Yeah. Spork. Hopefully backwards. <clears throat> otherwise, major ouch. Yeah. Four plastic spoons. That is a stuffer supreme right there. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, let's see. Put a chop shit, put a chopstick in his urethra last night to make his penis longer. It was unable to remove it. Oh, fuck. Oh. Turn your rectal passage. Oh. It's a thing. Oh, this, yeah. Uh, cock stuffing is oh. a thing. It's something that people do. And try not to oh. hit your desk so hard because it goes right through your mic and that's really bad. It's a thing. Sorry about that. All right. Oh. It's okay. I get it. That one hurt. Mm. <laughs> it's a wooden mm. chopstick, too, probably, so it was splintering, and that's probably why oh. I couldn't get it out. It's a thing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Headphones cord to prevent wet dreams. He tried to he plug tried, up his urethra with a headphone cord. Yeah, he tried to tie it up. <laughs> that poor kid. Just fucking put a Ziploc bag over that and enjoy it. Oh, God. All right. This is going to be the last one. Oh, God. Oh, God. In the penis, this is the last one? Yeah, this is the last one for the penis. Yeah. While masturbating with a sewing needle, he lost control of the needle, and it disappeared into the penis of his penis. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? I am talking about penises. Oh, fuck. I got Botox in my scrotum. Oh, that one hurts. Oh, God. I have the most confused erection right now. Just gotta give me a minute. I think I'm gonna vomit. If you want a fear boner, it's gonna cost you some serious cock. Oh. Pulling it just to pull it. (laughs) Okay, well, you ladies, you shouldn't be left behind. Oh, Jesus Christ, ladies. I'm sorry. The vagina. Spiked penis ring. Oh, oh, God. I just pictured that. Two halves of a broken colored pencil. Why? A barbell. Oh, man, that's some heavy lifting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Penny and a shampoo cap. So, two things. (laughs) The shampoo cap was to try and help get the penny out. (laughs) 
It logically makes sense. It's like the lady who swallowed a fly, and then she swallowed the spider, and then she just keeps working her way up with all these animals to take care of the other problems. Patient was having sex with her boyfriend last night, and a vibrator was placed in her vagina. It is still vibrating. It is stuck. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty uncomfortable. Detergent pot. Oh, Jesus, I hope it didn't dissolve. Ugh. And then... To end this one, um, when she said she wanted to start experimenting with toys in the bedroom, I don't think she meant this. Toy dinosaurs and a Spider-Man action figure. <laughs> that figure probably saw more action than its owner. <laughs> and now for what everyone's come for. <laughs> well, it got stuck in our asses this year, Matt. The rectum. Damn near killed him. This is like traces of death fucked a porno. Oh, is that me yeah. getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? was joking around with friends when joke was taken too far and, and a can was put passage. into his rectum. And on your rectal passage. What was put in the yeah. rectum? A, 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 a can. Oh, so, my but I love the statement. Sweat. Was was joking around with friends when the joke was taken too far and a can was put into his rectum. How does that begin? How do you end there? Where did you start? Jackass. They watched too much of Jackass. Oh, Ooh, is that yeah. me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Uh... Uh, a, a bronze handle of a tool. Not completely Which, unheard of that that would get used as a makeshift dildo, like various tool handles, yeah. but like, you know, wrap it in some plastic or something so you can take it right back out, you know, or, um, or a condom, something. Yeah, went to sit down in the bathtub and sat on a plastic bottle of bubble bath that went into his rectum. Uh, I'm sure that was a quote-unquote accident. <laughs> hey, Matt, who hasn't had that accident in their earlier <laughs> years? Yeah, man, I, I remember one time I slipped and the can went inside me, and then I got back and slipped again like six more times. Clip. Yep. <laughs> That's a really good one, too. That is a good one. Yeah, fuck me. Uh- <laughs> I'm not grabbing it, so you can rest assured there. Some other poor soul has to get that one for you. Uh, pump action plastic alcohol dispenser. That might have been me. Um, <laughs> that was a butt-chugging disaster is what that was the- for sure. A rolling pin. God. Fuck. Jesus, people. <laughs> just, Patients, just buy sex toys already, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Patient states he and his wife were having sex when she placed a rubber penis in his rectum and it broke off. Ouch. <gasps> oh, no. Hopefully he wanted her to at least before that yeah. happened. Yeah, give someone, give, give a homeboy a fucking, you know, fucking heads up. <laughs> you know, before a um, dildo just starts getting rammed home into a rectum, you need to have a conversation about whether that, or not that, that should, should be, be happening. It should be a very sober conversation. And, and bringing any toys in should be a sober conversation for nothing else than this one. Stuck plastic toilet paper holder in rectum during sexual encounter with partner while intoxicated. Don't make these kind of choices while drunk, people. <laughs> make these choices when you're sober. <laughs> Object insertion is best done for the very first time. Fully sober and possibly under medical supervision. Reports was playing with my wife when the cap of an aerosol can became dislodged and stuck in his rectum. (laughs) I don't even want to fucking know how. Lots of balls. Rubber ball, squishy ball, stress ball, billiard ball. (laughs) Balls Um, of various shape and sizes in and out of rectums, both in Benoit and bead fashion. Patient states was attempting to hold a ball in gluteal fold and believes it got lost. Not 100% that ball is in rectum. 
puzzle pieces. So if you ever, you know, like, what, why, why is the puzzle not finished? There you go. Um, <laughs> you got to be one malicious fucker to fucking keister a puzzle piece just to get back at somebody, though. States he and his friends had a practical joke going on each other. This time he was sleepy when his friend put a dildo in his rectum, now unable to get it out. Get some new friends. They just raped. That's sexual assault. Yeah, that's not yeah. a joke that you and your that, friends are doing. That is sexual assault. Get a new friend. Get new friends. That's not that's not funny. That's sexual assault. And if you think that it's funny that that is happening, you also need to seek some counseling, perhaps, perhaps as well. Yeah, yeah. If you think that's a good joke, get the fuck out. That's fucked, is what that is. Yeah. Shampoo bottle, lotion bottle, hairspray. Why the fuck not? Um, These are all vaguely dildo shaped things. Like, just get fucking sex toys and do all of this shit with consent, folks. Jesus. I guess maybe dildos can be expensive in, 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 in with this economy. Um, <laughs> maybe we need to start GoFundMe to get dildos for the unfortunate. Yeah, dild- dildos for people who want to try ass play. Um, <laughs> clip. Clip. Uh, having you trouble going poop. Patient was having trouble going poop, so he placed a mechanical pencil in his rectum. Patient now unable to remove it. Pencil is sticking out. Trying to work out the problem. Oh. Damn. Uh, scissor tongs. Ow. <laughs> Major like ow. Be painful. Yeah. yeah. Um, towel with a sock over it and glove over the sock. They, I mean, they are really trying to make dildos out of anything. Yeah, I think you're, ah. you nailed it. Like, if you can't afford it, you can make one of your own. But, like, you also run the risk of getting a towel and other things stuck in your ass. Axe body spray. Whoever did this was definitely either named Chad or Keith or Kyle. You don't have to have that name to use Axe Body Spray, but you should have that name if you're getting it lodged in your rectum. <laughs> uh, was drinking with friends and believes that he may have placed a nickel and a dime in his rectum. He's not sure, but maybe. <laughs> did that shit on a bet, doesn't want to admit it, please take it out. Uh, I'm translating some of this for you, by the way. Yeah. All right, here are the last two. Last three. Grass and a golf tee. Just, like, just grabbed it all. Four. Lottery ticket. <laughs> Didn't win. That's... Or won and it's trying to keep it safe. <laughs> That's not a safe place. No, no one's going to look up there. <laughs> and then last one. Foreign body in his rectum. He states he believes it is a vape. It is not answering any questions. <laughs> <laughs> there you go oh jesus christ well that's what you got stuck in your various orifices this year folks and our man in the field for bringing that to us robert thank you so much yeah <laughs> always worth a laugh don't forget to unpin that shit while i take us into Was the just remove post uh not remove post it just should say unpin or something along those lines well i'll try to find that shit <laughs> just like tag me in a comment on that and i'll remove it later uh, i'll find it while you're figuring out how to actually do technical stuff that you should already know i'm gonna play our ending legion patreon promo we'll have a little bit more red bone when we come back if you enjoyed this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, 
Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. So Wovoka from Redbone. There we go. Jesus, man. That uh, definitely brought me back and made me feel a little bit more warm and fuzzy inside after all the shit that we had to cover. I hope we've counterbalanced it out a little bit by maybe bringing Redbone to some of you that may not have heard them before. You're right. <laughs> Jesus. Because you definitely don't need to fucking watch White Apache just because we did. Please don't. Jesus. Yeah, not you, worth don't, your time. you really don't have to do this. <laughs> it's really not worth your time. Instead, everyone just go listen to fucking Redbone after you heard us talk about the movie. It's so much better for your life. Yeah, it's it's gonna you're gonna feel a lot better to yourself. <laughs> if you'd like to find the past 341 instances where we have covered a film that we would like to tell you not to watch yourselves and to save yourselves from any of the previous instances that may have occurred, usually because it's a Mate film, it's available at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. That is our main landing and launching page where all of our episodes are currently available. We we are also represented as a show on our Instagram feed where I post usually thrice daily on the working day for the working average human being. Cinema underscore psyops, your memes to make your workday that much better. For working Joes and Jones. (laughs) Is that how it goes? Um, I don't know. Fucking know. I'm trying to be as inclusive as I can for all of humanity so I just said working human beings. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the working people out there that are doing our the grind. working peeps. <laughs> our working class heroes. We do the cinema underscore psyops thrice daily during your work day. And if you're yeah. if you're if you're not working, you can still look at it too. That's totally fine. Yeah, I mean you can look at it whenever you want. You're free people. You can do whatever you feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more for the working class. <laughs> 
exist. You do what you do, all right? I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I suppose so. I'm still going to try to tell you how to live your life because it's the kind of dick I can be, especially on Twitter where I will tweet tweets at you and ratio you. And actually, no, I, I won't do any of that. I'm just going to follow Pornbats there at, at court underscore psyop on Twitter. Best idea you've ever had. <laughs> Honestly, just following the Pornbots has made Twitter so much more likable for me. It's It really is. It's my main source of fucking porn now. It's enjoyable. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm actually using uh, uh, Twitter more now for our uh, crisis in the world. But as soon as that's done, I'll go right back. <laughs> <laughs> but as we have stated before, we'll probably never, ever be outside of a crisis. So you might as well distract yourself as best you can in our Cinema PsyOps Facebook group, I suppose. Or you can find me there on Facebook as Court PsyOps. I won't be distracting you, but I also will be posting all sorts of weird shit just like the memes. Yeah, it'll be all right. And if you would like to email me a dissertation about the horrible things that I have said about colonizers, Joe Rogan, um, just general people that I have disdain for anyway, and you want to try and prove me wrong, first of all, don't waste your fucking time. But secondly... Yeah, don't waste your fucking breath. Save it and get the fuck out. The best way you're going to be able to do that is to type up your dissertation and send it to cinemasciopscourt at gmail.com. Because when you do it in email form, it feels so much more official instead of adding me. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, well, while you're out there adamantly against everyone watching white apache please do not but also kick the fuck out of this week and make it your pitch Start recording on your side, my man. I am. One, two, three. Everything's coming through the blue snowball. All right, are you sitting down? Yeah. Good. Uh, wanted to give you a little bit of praise for doing everything you could to stay in contact with me today. I didn't know exactly what happened with you not having your phone, but you, you found a way to still try to communicate with me what was going on, even though I hadn't been reaching out to you because you were worried that I would think you were ignoring me. I could tell that's yeah. why you did it. So thank you well, for that. And also, I mean, I said I wanted to keep you abreast of the situation because, like, if I, I was, like, went through hella shit, then got home late, left my phone car just must have fell out of my jacket pocket so and then wasn't home right away because he was then had to go off to take his son to so then was like i was working on the clips and was like well i'll go get it for you i go thanks and and then we finally heard and we got it back and then almost the minute i had my phone back my dad gave me a call and we were on the phone for about uh 35 minutes to 45 minutes so just everything kept getting pushed so i wanted to make sure you kind of knew that i wasn't just like fucking you know <laughs> well uh, yeah shooting up heroin while reading the news <laughs> <laughs> that is something i also expect from you
I have six total clips from you that I downloaded. Yep. Does that sound right? Okay. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, and sorry, we're in the midst of Mate Barch Mate already, and it's Dude, it's I already mean, bad. In the mi- like this is like not even the beginning. This seems like the middle of the month already. <laughs> yeah, this seems like the kind of thing that I probably should have put together at something else or with something else. Because this is a hell of a way to fucking start. <laughs> you are not wrong. Uh, and I'm trying to do what I can to counterbalance it, at least for the Pirate what's, Radio Edit 2. Real quick, it, what's really bad is that you could tell their heart was in the right place. This has been about it all fucking wrong. Save the gold. Save the gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm just moving some songs around right this second here, and I think we're good to go. Can you hear? Yeah. You hear that okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start March Matei. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit, goddamn bastards. And there's racist as fuck shit that's in this movie, regardless of where you feel the director's heart may have been. Let's go. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, here we go. The movie that shall not be named anymore. First 20 minutes. <laughs> the Adopted Apache. <laughs> Even that's kind of fucking offensive. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's just the movie that shall not be named. (laughs) This week's movie. This week's fucking movie. Hey, can you tell me at what point you texted me what you texted me while watching this? Uh, can I pinpoint it? Let's see here. I, I believe uh, that it was... Tell me when we get there. All right. I think I know, but I'm not positive. It's kind of a... It's very early. Lie to me, baby. <laughs> tell me if it's true. <laughs> it's... it's, it's I, I think I know when. It's just very early. <laughs> it's right, not so yet, anyway. but soon. So everything starts to look maybe on the up and up. Everything's coming up SS, and that feels weird to say, Clip. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that again. No, don't. Just no don't. <laughs> Everything's looking good for Shining Sky. Yeah. There, yeah. There, I mean, that still doesn't sound right, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, this fucking movie. Holy fucking shit. What the fuck, Matei? Yeah. Fucking Jesus, right? Okay. Uh, every now and I'm going to hold that back, but every now and then I'm just going to have that as an outburst. Keep going. I mean, it was an appropriate outburst at this point. Damn. All right, Jesus Christ, fucking notebook. Oh. <laughs> All right, let me open up a fucking page. That's how fucking shitty this is. Anyway, um... fuck out of this week and make it your pitch <laughs> good no- job on that one i had nothing else to fucking say yeah there's nothing more we could do on that one and i have stopped recording